Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Happy Tuesday, North America. That's what day it is, right? The Mothership Connects. Welcome to our four-hour intergalactic gab fest. Live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Heard on affiliates nationwide and north of the border. On the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, and Sirius XM Sports Channel 158. Or maybe you're watching WatchDA.com, YouTube or Twitch from Anchorage to Atlanta, from Baltimore to Aunt Joni's dining room, Kalamazoo and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, DA. Everything we saying, DA. Everything. And we're on the air a few seconds later than usual because Pete and I were doing our own show back and forth in our ears in our little intercom situation, not actually into microphones. <laughs> and then I remember to talk on the actual radio once again. It's Andrew Bogish in for DA. He, once again, is in for Jim Rome. I assume yesterday went well. Today, tomorrow, and Thursday in that role. And then a summer Friday, even in the Rome world for DA. So you've got me and a cast of characters the rest of this week. Today, once again, on the wheels of steel, is Peter the Body Bellotti Jr. To his right is former Packers GM Ryan Botcher. And playing the role of update anchor this morning, back from not being elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend in Canton, Ohio, the one and only Peter Schwartz. We have a long list of questions for Peter. He has already given me a brief breakdown of Canton, a glowing review of Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, We've got things to ask him, though, about the weekend, things that we were wondering at the end of last week when we saw that Peter was in Canton with his lovely family to see Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas and others go in to said Hall of Fame. And yes, Schwartzy is in a Joe Klecko Hall of Fame t-shirt, which I believe was purchased over the weekend in Canton. And he already unknowingly gave us a little Easter egg about his access points to the different Hall of Fame events over the weekend. So there is a big-time detective milkshake replacement investigation of Schwartz on the show this morning. Do you like Dairy Queen? Also this morning, the sounds of Saturday is back as we continue to look ahead to the college football season. We got the college, uh, the coaches poll came out yesterday at number 19 in said poll, the Oklahoma Sooners, year two under Brent Venables, a losing season in Norman last year, six and seven, their first losing season since 98. Quick question, Ryan Botcher. Were you alive in 1998? Definitely not. Okay, great. Thanks for being here. Um, We have an update on a story we've been following. This, I think, will be our third 
segment on this storyline. It is the Cowboys kicking situation. Angry Mraz once demanded they sign Brandon McManus after the Broncos cut him following the Brett Moore disaster late last season for the Cowboys. Then Dallas didn't sign McManus. They signed a USFL kicker. And yesterday, they put all of their love and support behind said USFL kicker. So we'll check in on those Cowboys once again this morning. We've got the latest on the White Sox. Uh, More reports, more drama in that clubhouse. A denial of some of that drama, plus the suspensions from Saturday night's fight with Jose Ramirez and those Guardians. Trey Young is unhappy, apparently, about not being part of of Team USA about to play in the FIBA World Cup in a couple of weeks uh, in the Philippines and Japan. And, of course, it is Trash Tuesday. Get those trashes ready. Send them to us at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogus. You can call them in as well, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We will play them throughout the morning, discuss them throughout the morning, And I'm taking a shot at one of the most popular things in the world right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to get any kind of backlash on this. It's not Taylor Swift. But I feel like when you mess with Swifties, they come and get you on social media. We're like Taylor Swift adjacent with my trash. We'll see what that kind of gets me here uh, as the morning progresses all over these four hours here on CBS Sports Radio. That was a taste. I bet you can't wait for the entree. Amen. But first things first, a follow-up to yesterday painted a bleak picture about the future of what's left in the pack for Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State. Where, oh, where are they going to play? Oh, maybe there are suitors. Not one, but maybe two leagues are thinking about going west and at least bringing Stanford and Cal into their situations. It's where we begin. It's your cold open. Nothing gets college presidents more excited than an affiliation with two of the most elite academic institutions in the country. Obviously, Cal, one of the premier public institutions. Stanford, obviously, one of the elite private institutions. Stanford, top to bottom, I don't think anyone would argue, has the best athletic department in the entire country. Second reason, they are distressed assets with nowhere to go right now. So I think picking up the phone and doing some vetting and exploratory talks and sources have cautioned me These are early talks. They are formal talks because people are getting on the phone, but they are early. They don't see a lot of of drawback into at least having the chat and running out the ground ball, if you will, to see where they are. There's no denying the significance of this. This is as big a deal as it gets to be. I mean, this is uh, uh, really kind of shocking. You know, personally, it's, it's sad. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. The first voice there, friend of the show, Pete Thamel from ESPN, on the potential of the ACC to check in on Stanford and Cal. The second voice was Bears football coach Justin Wilcox, who I believe played and has also coached previously inside the Pac-12. So he's a, a conference lifer and certainly does not like to see it break up, especially since his Bears right now are left in the lurch looking for a place to go, which takes us back to Thamel and the ACC. Reportedly in the very earliest stages of conversations, the vetting process of Stanford and Cal only, because as Thamel said, that one is about athletics, I mean about academics. They don't really care about those things, but it is 
a nice little feather in the cap when you can add two high-end institutions to your conference, geography be damned, and that's at least what the ACC is thinking about. But the problem really is that geography. Adding those two schools and their academic prowess, that's the lure for the ACC. It's not financials. They're, that's not going to adding those two is not going to kick in more money in their TV deal. So they're not bringing really extra dollars. And in fact, all they were doing is taking dollars out because they would have to get some form of revenue sharing. So not full shares, but partial ones. But that's still millions of dollars redistributed to them away from the other schools if you bring them in. And don't forget, the ACC has already tweaked its system and it still has FSU grandstanding for more money. So that revenue system is not perfect and adding more schools only thins that money out even more. But really, I mean, the geography thing here is just insane. And maybe it only bothers me, but it shouldn't. The NCA president, Charlie Baker, did weigh in on this yesterday. And he's new, so he has a little bit of a pass. But for the most part, I don't want to hear the NCAA because they are the most hypocritical in all of this. I don't want to hear them defending student-athletes. They're the wrong messenger for the right point is once again, if you put Stanford and Cal in the ACC and all of their conference games are in the Eastern time zone, that just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't in any way benefit the non-football players at those schools. Traveling, crisscrossing. I mean, what are you going to do? Spend a week, three weeks? like traveling to Clemson to make a whole route through everybody and stay over there for weeks at a time to save on travel expense i mean it's just it doesn't make any sense logistically but at least it's in play what makes a little more sense at least geographically logistically but not much more and that's the aac the good old american they apparently would take all four at least open to the possibility of taking all four remaining pac-12 schools stanford and cal plus oregon state and washington state and this is a little more of a complex thought here from the the AAC because they have had some threat from the Pac-12 since SMU, which is in the American, had been one of the schools the Pac-12 had looked at trying to strengthen itself earlier in this process. So if you kind of beat them to the punch, you get to keep SMU, bring those in. The AAC has a TV deal in place, but obviously it is not near anywhere near the amount of money the Pac-12 deal currently is or even would be through the Apple deal. And the AAC moving in also throws the Mountain West then into this process indirectly because the Mountain West doesn't want to fall behind the American. Those two like to fight back and forth about who actually is the best non-Power 5 conference. And I think it's the American that actually officially trademarked presents itself that way and the mountain west very vociferously disagrees with that but if the aac thinks pack four then the mountain west needs to think pack four but the issue there is the mountain west can't absorb well i mean they can but if they were to absorb those four if they go and grab them and take them and bring them into the mountain west then the pack 12 truly dies in terms of CFP payouts, its connection to March Madness, and the women's tournament as well. So the monies involved in there would not come with those four schools into the Mountain West. The way from Mountain West schools to benefit truly from adding the Pac-12 schools is to actually merge into the Pac-12 that way. 
But now we're talking about all those exit fees, which I had mentioned at $17 million yesterday. It's actually would be $34 million per school. So it's just impossible to straight steal from the Mountain West if you're the Pac-4. So a merger becoming a new Pac-whatever is the best way to go there. None of these things are imminent. None of these things make a lot of sense. But that's all the Pac-4 has now. This is what they've got. The ACC, at least in terms of notoriety and prestige, that makes sense for Stanford and Cal. But that's the end of what makes sense there. Because, you know, Stanford soccer playing Clemson and Wake and whoever in the, in the ACC, I mean, as a regular game, a conference game, that's a tough sell for me. The AAC and the Mountains of West are steps, to, are steps down in terms of that prominence and certainly steps down in terms of financials. But at least there are those schools a little closer to home, a better chance to develop somewhat geographical rivals and at least be smarter in your travel plans and more buses and less planes and less time at airports and less times out of the classroom for those student athletes. We've got a very busy hour one this morning, a rare hour one guest. Toby Rowland is the voice of Oklahoma football. He is... The voice today of Sounds of Saturday. He's been nice enough to come on the show before his own local show at the top of the hour. So we'll get to him at 6.40 Eastern today, which means we got to get a sound check early. And inside sound check is the president, the Jaguars' new bathrooms in their training facility, and Steph Curry on stage at a rock concert last night in San Francisco. It's all in sound check. How about that? Which is next, the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. I don't know how to how to present this clip. We've got two old guys meeting at the White House. It leads to a joke. A joke that people Adi cannot wait to react to. Sit back and enjoy Joe Biden, Dusty Baker, Astros World Series White House celebration yesterday. I tell you. Remarkable achievements led by, and this is not hyperbole, the legendary Dusty Baker. <laughs> Worst part was I remember rooting for him as a kid, and I was old when he was. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, it wasn't easy. People counted you out saying you're past your prime. Hell, I know something about that. Woof. I mean, woof. A bipartisan issue. That wasn't funny. It Not was even cringe. a little bit. It, 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 was, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But Pete loved it. Pete just got to tuba twice, the president. I don't know how they'll respond. I don't know if this will be asked during today's press briefing at the White House. Nobody, nobody will be able to say that. You know what? I kind of wish we had a connect. If we thought hard enough between me and DA, maybe we do know someone in that room that would have the 
you know what to just raise his or her hand and ask if the president had a response to Pete <laughs> the body of a lot of using his joke tuba against the president this morning on the DA show. <laughs> I'd be honored if someone asked that question. I mean, could you imagine if your name was mentioned in that press room of the White House and when I'm assuming those things get transcribed and put into some kind of you know, like book somewhere and then the president, the congressional library or something that's got to be on record somewhere, right? We, we got to have a contact. Have to. That that could do that. But it's a two prong thing. Contact a person, but also then that person needs to feel comfortable and confident to ask the question as well. It's not just knowing somebody there. It's knowing the right person. And so, yeah, somebody that's on the ins in that circle. I mean, it's also possible that somebody's just listening right now in that area or on the free Odyssey app or the CBS Sports app that covers the president, that covers the White House, that likes this show, that would do us that solid. I, I hope they would. I, I'm a very good guy. I mean, I would love to have my, my name mentioned in, in a White House press briefing. It, it, you might pick a different president to be connected to. But, <laughs> yes. But you do love the tuba joke. I do. Interesting. Does, All right. does he get put on the list, though? The hate list? He already's on that list. Already? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they don't even know me I'm on the hate list. Yeah. No, he's on he's on multiple lists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some good, some bad. Most bad. <laughs> they're always they're always watching. Uh no radio show loves bathroom talk more than this one, which brings us to our second clip in sound check. The Jaguars have a new practice facility, which means new bathrooms and high tech ones at that. Scott Hansen. The voice, the man of Red Zone, shared this video on his Twitter feed yesterday. You're about to see the most advanced urinals in all of professional sports. Jacksonville Jaguars headquarters. All right, that's a sensor that will measure your hydration level. If the light turns green when you go, you're good. If it's yellow, you need to hydrate some more. If it's red, you're probably going to get a notice from the athletic trainers and maybe have an IV. So are you signing into the urinal so the urinal knows who you are, or is it just red light, green light here? A little too much information for me. Yeah. Does it take, like, your DNA? And send it back to the training staff that so-and-so is... Now, I always thought the clearer the better... If your urine was clear, you were in a good spot yes. hydration-wise, right? I mean, that's kind of the general... That's what I've been told, yeah. Right. And I feel like if you're going to do this, it does make some sense. But if you're going to do it, somebody needs to know whose urine that is. So like, you almost do need to, like, fingerprint or something so the urinal knows who it is. And they check and they go, okay, Trevor Lawrence is fine. But Travis Etienne needs to have a little Gatorade. <laughs> right? If you're going to log it, if you're going to somehow test it... You should know who's you're testing in case they need to have a little more water or something. Or go or, all in. Or do they have to, like, self-report? Like, I don't feel so good. My, my my urine's not that clean. I don't think a dude's coming out of there going, that was just too yellow. I got to give me some Gatorade. I just got a red light. I don't think anybody's doing that. They're all laughing at it. You there's can't trust no them. This, yeah, no chance. You got guys not even probably trying to miss it, probably, so there's no light at all. Oh, it's, like, directly in the center, too. So it's like, you have to like specifically aim for it. Or, yeah, or it's easy to miss. You can just shoot underneath it, and it's never going to sense anything if you're 
afraid of your hydration levels. Well, some some bars have that have a game. I, I thought I saw a couple bars that have a game when you go to the urinal. All right, see that makes tons of sense. That, that see they should put that in there instead of instead of the hydration urinal. I actually saw the Scott Hansen video yesterday while I was sitting here, and I so I saw it, but I couldn't hear it, and I did not understand why he was showing me this little white box. In the middle of the urinal. <laughs> now I understand. Now I understand why. Uh, last but not least, last night Chase Center in San Francisco, home of the Warriors, Paramore was performing, and who walks on stage? Steph Curry. Yeah. All right. So that Steph's singing? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it was definitely bad. The quality doesn't help, but it was going to be bad no matter what the quality is. Are we surprised that Steph Curry digs Paramore this much? No. I feel like everybody likes Paramore. Yeah? I can see him being a Paramore fan for sure. Now, he was singing Misery Business. That's an old Paramore. That's a, that's a deep track. <laughs> that is a very deep track. Do you, uh, you have history with that? What is... <laughs> no. I can't remember the name of the song where, because people might not know who Paramore is, but Haley Williams is the lead singer, and she's a she sings with a more popular. She was in Airplanes with B.O.B. That's what that's the that's song. That's a good song. I think a lot of people might might know that song and her voice more than Paramore, but Paramore is good. I'm just I would not have pegged Steph Curry for a Paramore fan, especially if to get on stage and sing with them. I, he, he seems like the guy that's early 2000s pop culture. This is him at Davidson rocking out. Yeah. Pre-game before yeah. Play, shooting threes over Georgetown. He He's definitely watched a... Twilight 2 for Paramore. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. It's a good thought. And I like Steph Curry a lot. If he's still locked into early 2000s pop culture, that's an even bigger plus for him. Twilight Wolf. Yeah, I mean, I never saw a second of it. I'm sure it's fine. I mentioned, I mentioned one of those movies I fell asleep during the entire film. I was forced to go see it. Ah, okay. <laughs> it was a great sleep, actually. It was a good chair, you know. I actually, on Friday night, my kids were being so annoying. And I just, like, I, I just walked away. I was like, I need, to, I, need, I need to be in a different room. I was exhausted. They were not, they were just making noise. They weren't doing anything bad. It was just loud, overwhelming. I had to walk away. I go, I sit down my, in the, like, the den, turn the TV on. I'm like, I'm going to watch a movie, even though I thought I'd be asleep in seven seconds. And I hit play on A Quiet Place. You guys know this movie? Yes. And I knew it existed, heard it was good. That's why I hit play on it. And regretting hitting play, going, you're going to fall asleep. Why are you been doing this? Next thing I know, movie's over. I was awake the whole time, enthralled the whole time. It's a really good movie, Pete. A little suspense, a little thriller, okay. a little sci-fi. It's really good. The the entertainment I've been into lately is uh, is Suits. Oh, because you opened Netflix. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so bad. What's going on? They just probably get paid to promote it. It's, it's, the, it's the first that pops up all the time now. In season three. I mean, Tiffany Everthesen's in it. I don't know why I did oh, watch she it. Is? Eventually, she joins oh, the right. cast. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you're even get you haven't gotten to the good parts there we yet. Go. But it's like overwhelming. It's like Netflix owns it, and like you're gonna watch Suits now. Just hit, just do it. Hit play. Don't go to quarterbacks. Don't go to 
is this is a cake please hit play on suits uh, that's next is a cake and then the floor is lava that's coming up floor is lava gets old pretty fast like we get it the floor is not lava they don't actually <laughs> die they are fools somebody survives no big deal is it cake still fun but i'm not i'm not taking the bait on suits the british bake off yeah that's fine too that's you know, fine. The reality, the circle, that's pretty good. I don't know that one. It's like people hiding in a hotel room playing a reality game. Okay. It sounds bad, but you have to watch it. All right. And then there's those the house shows. No, we're over those. No more house shows. They make me too worried about things going on behind the walls of my house. <laughs> Mold here, leaks there. What's that no, noise not mean? That, not those house shows. The ones that we renovate them. Yeah, when you renovate them, that's usually when you open up the wall, like mold falls out or a dead body. Like, I don't need, that's too much anxiety for me. No thanks. Uh, it's time for headlines. And today, back from Canton, Ohio, we'll explore that trip later in the show. But right now, it's headlines in his green Joe Klecko Hall of Fame t-shirt, the one and only Peter Schwartz. Let's Hello, go, sir. Jets. Mm, 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 mm. I've never heard of Paramore. That's fine. That's fine. Never heard the name before. You just mentioned it. That's okay. I, that's I, I'll, I'll allow that. They're, um, <laughs> I, you know, they're they're niche. It's fine that you don't know them. That's fine. Okay. Well, this report sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit progressive.com. We'll start with baseball. Our first stop, Chicago, where the White Sox beat the Yankees five to one. Yankees manager Aaron Boone ejected for the sixth time this season after he argued balls and strikes with home plate umpire Laz Diaz. Blake Glaber's first at bat, like, he, he ends up walking on, you know, what I felt like was about six balls, and it just continued all night. So, but look, it, it, it's on us to still break through, and we had our chances tonight. So it's, you know, it's not about the umpiring. It's, we got to capitalize. Yeah, like maybe your team can get a hit with the bases loaded, nobody out. How about that once in a while? It was the 31st ejection of Boone's career. Now to Oakland. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on a ground ball over the mound. Backhanded by Geloff. He throws home and it's way late. And the Rangers take the lead. That was a call on Rangers radio. Rangers beat the A's 5-3. Texas has won seven in a row. Their longest winning streak in over five years. Now to Anaheim. And quite the ninth inning for the Giants. The set. The pitch. Swing. And there's a liner along the left field line. Quickly in and diving. And he can't get to it. And it goes by him. Richard has butchered that play. Sable scores around third Davis to throw home. Swing! He scores standing up. It's a double for Bailey. And the Giants have gone ahead 4-3. to three. That was John Miller on Giants Radio. Six for a ninth for the Giants. They beat the Angels 8-3. to three. Other games, Red Sox get a walk-off grand slam from Pablo Reyes. They beat the Royals 6-2. Mets over the Cubs, 11-2. Pete Alonzo, two homers, six RBI. They're yeah. back. They are. Yeah. It was a very lengthy rain delay in that game. It was probably a five people in the building. I mean, it was <laughs> already, what, 8-2 or 7-2 in the rain yeah. started, and they came back at 11-15 and oh, finished? And finished the game. Oh. God bless the people who stayed. Maybe they got free tickets to another game. We'll see. The Brewers beat the Rockies 12-1. Blue Jays over the Guardians 3-1. Wins for the Pirates, Dodgers, Twins, and Reds. The Nationals-Phillies game washed out. They'll play a doubleheader today. <coughs> Orioles play-by-play announcer Kevin Brown reportedly removed from Mass and Telecast because of a reference he made to the Orioles' lack of success against the Rays at Tropicana Field in previous years. Those comments made during an open to the July 23rd game 
was accompanied by a graphic illustration of the Orioles' struggles. Here's part of that open on Masson. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Bogues, you and I both do a lot of play-by-play. Have you ever been called out on the carpet by any kind of management about anything you may have said critical? Um, what? Did I, yeah, one time I misspoke, and people wondered what I meant on a Fordham thing, and I had to, I had not issue a correction, but we had to, we did have to address it the previous time. Yeah, I. But it was my fault. I just like it needed yeah. to be fixed. It was not. But you improper. weren't suspended. You weren't suspended. I was not. Was I there... might have been a little bit of trouble, but I was not suspended. <laughs> was there anything in what Kevin Brown said that worked? That not even suspended? a little bit. Not even a little bit. I, I, an arena football game, I once said a player made a boneheaded decision, and one of the coaches heard from a family member that I said it, and he said, do you, do you think that that was appropriate? I'm like, was it a boneheaded decision? He goes, yeah, then I had to say it. Yeah. Nothing ever came of it. Wasn't suspended or anything, but that was weak. But the Orioles released a... Statement saying they don't comment on personal matters and that the team looks forward to hearing Kevin's voice again soon. NFL Lions will reportedly sign free agent quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. The deal expected to be finalized this week. Basketball in a warm-up for the FIBA World Cup. United States beat Puerto Rico 117-74 in Las Vegas. Jalen Brunson of the Knicks led the way with 11 points and 12 boards. And ACC leaders are reportedly set for exploratory discussions on the potential additions of Cal and Stanford. Peter, thank you very much. Uh, Soundcheck BTW was brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit info kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. When we come back, <coughs> excuse me, the sounds of Saturday with Oklahoma's Toby Rollins. Next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
The DA Show counts down the days until the electricity of college football season returns with the game's greatest voices. Hit a tip off. And Lewis got it on the reflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown over. Touchdown over. Got a block for Brooks. 50, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Don't win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Touchdown, Boston College. He did it. He did it. Flutie did it. All the band is out of the field. The Bears have won. Oh, my God. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. It's the sounds of Saturday. Every morning on CBS Sports Radio. The Oklahoma Sooners went 6-7 and seven a year ago. They debuted number 19 in the coaches poll released yesterday. The longtime voice of those Sooners is Toby Rowland. He's with us here this morning on CBS Sports Radio. Nice enough to squeeze us in before his own radio show. Toby, it's Andrew in New York. How are you today? I'm good, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks again for making time for us. Uh, I know it's only a handful of practices so far here for for Oklahoma, but... Anything noticeably different about year two in charge for Brent Venables? You know, I think that the accumulation of talent through recruiting on the defensive side of the ball has been probably the most noticeable thing since he arrived. Oklahoma's recruited well for a long time on the offensive side of the ball. They've had multiple Heisman Trophy winners over the last couple of decades, but defensively they've certainly lagged behind when it's come college football playoff time. And uh, Brent Venables, since arriving from Clemson, of course, that's where he hangs his hat. And he's done an excellent job recruiting defensively, four- and five-star talent. So I think you've seen now uh, uh, two-and-a-half recruiting classes of them uh, at an elite level trying to build talent on that side of the ball. Hopefully this year we start to see a payoff on the field. What is the feel around the program in the fan base as you exit the Big 12? Will there, are there any anything planned during the year to say goodbye, or is this kind of just a slow, quiet walk out the door? I think that if Oklahoma had its way, it would be a slow, quiet walk out the door. I think what it has turned into is kind of a, a two or three years of having rotten tomatoes thrown at you. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> Uh, it probably won't be too quiet. Um, they, you know, the decision has not been popular among the other teams in this conference. Now, you know, the Big 12's done an excellent job of not only saving itself but fortifying itself here. So maybe that will have calmed down because it looks like everything is, getting, you know, going to be okay. But I doubt it. I, I mean, they didn't like Oklahoma and Texas in this conference. Uh, before this happened, <laughs> right. they certainly don't like them now. So it'll be it'll be one last trip around the sun. Uh, it'll for for Sooner fans, it is very exciting that they are going to the SEC, and yet at the same time, there is for many of them a bit of sadness that they are leaving the familiarity of a conference that they've lived in for decades, and opponents, uh, rivalries in some cases that they've had for decades. So it's a bit of a mixed emotions. Uh, what about you personally? Uh, any trip you're looking forward to more than the others in the SEC? Uh, there's a lot of them I'm looking forward to. I think uh, in year one, Oklahoma will play LSU in Baton Rouge. Never called a game in Death Valley. 
Uh, I know it's going to be crazy. I'm really hoping it's a night game down yeah. there. Just you can see it in its totality. But, man, there are multiple plays. We've been fortunate to beat some of them. Oklahoma played in Knoxville a few years ago and year one of, of Baker Mayfield, and certainly that was a memorable night. Can't wait to go back there. We have obviously been to College Station multiple times when, when they were in the Big 12. We've been to Tuscaloosa. But, yeah, there's a, 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 the, the swamp is going to be special. But I think LSU is probably at the at top of my list of places I'm most looking forward to visiting. This is Toby Rowland, the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, I mentioned coming back from break, Toby, number 19, the coaches poll. A lot of programs would sign up for a top 20 preseason number. Uh, I also know a lot of people don't put any stock into preseason rankings. What was the reaction yesterday in Norman with that number 19 for, for Oklahoma? Um, I think fair. I think that they believe that they're better than that. Uh, both fans, players, coaches, everybody. And if they finish the year at 19, it's probably not good enough. Mm -hmm. But they understand, because they went 6-7 and seven last year, that that's probably you know about all you can expect going into the season. You're going to have to prove it. Uh, I think that they're better than that. I think they got a legitimate chance of making a run at a Big 12 championship in the college football playoff this year. But coming off a 6-7 and seven season, you got to go prove it. And so I think it's fine. I mean, there was a little bit of excitement because last time Oklahoma won a national championship in 2000, they started uh, the season number 19 in the coaches poll as well. So obviously that means they're going to win it again this year. Toby, at quarterback, there's the old man and Dylan Gabriel. There's the young Jackson Arnold. What's the position going to look like once we actually get to, to games during the season? Well, if everything goes according to plan, then it stays that way. You know, it's, this is, uh, Dylan Gabriel's team, and he grooms Jackson Arnold to take over next year for year one in the SEC, and probably Jackson gets some playing time here or there just so he gets a little bit of experience. That being said, he is a five-star, highly thought of, very highly anticipated, and if Dylan Gabriel doesn't get off to a good start this year, it could get uncomfortable. So I think there is a significant amount of pressure on Gabriel to start the season strong. You know, we saw a not identical situation, but somewhat similar a couple of years back when you had Spencer Rattler as the returning quarterback and the highly thought of five-star Caleb Williams behind him. Rattler did not start well, and it got uncomfortable. And uh, Williams ended up taking over. So I think it would behoove Gabriel and the Sooners. I mean, he's the vet. He's the guy that they want leading the team this year. It, it's amazing, but he's about 2,800 yards away, Dylan Gabriel is, from becoming one of the top 10 all-time passers in college football history. That's how much football he's played. Yeah. So he's the vet, but certainly there is a tremendous amount of buzz around Jackson Arnold. Toby, I know you got to run. We'll let you go. Thanks again for jumping on before your own show. We super appreciate it. I'm sure we'll talk to you again during the season. My pleasure. Anytime. Enjoy the year. Thank you. You too. That's Toby Rowland, longtime voice, Oklahoma football, men's basketball. I think baseball as well for the Sooners. Uh, and he's on the air in Norman at the top of the hour. So we thank him for making some time for us here. Sounds of Saturday, as we get just said, for the new college football season. As Toby was talking, uh, there was college football on one of our monitors here in the studio reminding us that there's a game on August 31st, which is simultaneously still far away, but also feels like it could be 
tomorrow. Uh, and what an odd situation. I mean, there's so much going on around these Sooners right now as this new season begins. The obvious is exiting the Big 12, going to the SEC with Texas. They're even doing now with this new wave of Big 12 expansion behind those two schools leaving, bringing in Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado and Utah. Some revisionist history, whether or not we should blame Oklahoma and Texas for all of this or thank them for reinvigorating the Big 12 because when they left, the Big 12 kicked it into high gear to replace them and to fix things and to build the conference up. Um, So we've got that exit. And then we've got year two for Brent Venables, who, as Toby said, came from Clemson with this defensive guru label. And the Sooners' defense last year was terrible. And there's no other way to to describe it. Second to last in the Big 12. In particular, they could not stop the run. I think five times they gave up 200 or more rushing yards in a game last year. Might have been six. Whatever the number was, that was the kind of defining mark. And it should be. But they didn't win if they gave up 200 plus, if they gave up less than 200, I think they were six and one. So it should be easy to improve on some of those numbers. And as Toby said, there's a lot of talent there between straight high school recruits and transfers. There's a lot of new blood, but you know, patience wears thin very quickly in places like Norman. They better be significantly better on defense than they were a year ago with Brent Venables running said defense. And then offensively, Dylan Gabriel, I was going to mention that little nugget after talking to Toby, but he beat me to it. He's thrown for a lot of yards in multiple places. Yes, this is another fifth season, so um, you know it's a pet peeve of mine that we don't always give the full context to all of this record-setting business from guys, but a lot of guys have had extra games to throw for extra yards. The bottom line is when Dylan Gabriel plays, he produces, and he's got some talent around him now at the wide receiver position at Oklahoma. They are replacing their top running back from a year ago. The offense has some balance. It has some some upside for sure. It's got Jackson Arnold waiting in the wings or maybe kind of be a, a change of pace QB at times during games for the Sooners. Um, 19 feels like a good number. I, it's really one of my least favorite things, breaking down preseason rankings. The only thing worse is the one that comes out after the national title game, whether it's football or basketball, where the way too early top 25, that's a complete waste of time. The preseason one has to have a little weight. A, we're closer, but B, it also kind of dictates how we go through September with the rankings and who can move up and what game seems more important than other ones. 19 feels about right. I mean, I can't you can't ask for more when you were six and seven a year ago, first losing season since 98, and with those defensive issues. And as Toby said, the goal was to finish way, way, way higher than 19 for those Oklahoma Sooners. It is a Trash Tuesday. You know that by now. Keep those trashes coming at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish on Twitter. You can call them in as well, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you do call and Ryan Botcher picks up, uh, I asked Ryan at the top of the show if he was alive in 1998. That was the last time Oklahoma had a losing season, and he said no. Uh, and then Pete told me that he was not born. Ryan wasn't born until 2001. One. So Ryan's only 22 years old if he's if he's had his birthday here in 2023. Um, so feel free to tell Ryan what he missed pre-2001. Anything that comes to mind for you, 80s, 90s, a Mets World Series, Millie Vanilli, New Kids on the Block. Um, I'm sure DA has some new-to-him TV shows that he's only now watching. Like I think DA just started 90210. So we could probably where Melrose plays. Benson is next. Oh, Benson's a good one. That is a good one. Robert and, Guillaume. And Silver Spoons. Mm-hmm. Mr. Belvedere. Ugh. 
Alf. Oh, ever, he's watched plenty of Alf. Did you ever check out the the new Alf shows? I have not. I have not. I am so behind on everything. It's not even funny. We uh, watched Super Mario Brothers, though. You know what? I like Super Mario Brothers. Yes. I, I it, it was a, a lot of nostalgia for people that grew up with the game. Right. Because a lot of lot of uh, little subtle references in the music yeah. remind you of the, of the 80s. Um, and I watched it with Timmy, and Timmy loved it. Yeah, how could he not? I mean, it's just noises and lights oh, and yeah. colorful was, characters bouncing around. He was saying things at the at the at the uh, kitchen table yesterday, and uh, uh, Bridget was uh, saying, "All right, eat your food." <laughs> We're debating the Ninja Turtle movie. I can't decide if I want to see that in the theaters or not. Uh, that that might be a. I think a lot of movies lately <laughs> for me are are at home. Yeah, true. <laughs> so we'll wait for it to stream on Netflix or wherever. And here's a tease. The Ninja Turtle movie is at least indirectly connected to my trash, which we'll do next hour. Oh also next hour, another list from the college coaches poll to the conclusion of the new NFL top 100. The top 10 players were revealed yesterday. Uh, last night we will muster some kind of reaction to that group of 10. Your trashes, our trashes, and all of that in hour two, the DA show, CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.